Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a drunk. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode four of Two Fools Save the World. Dot, dot, dot. One podcast at a time. It is currently today, April 19th, 2020. It is a Sunday. Uh, thank you for everybody who listened to our uh, the last couple of podcasts. We are getting uh, pretty decent listens and views. And uh, from what I understand from the people who actually submitted questions on episode three, uh, they enjoyed exactly what Sabri had to say and the offering his expertise. And and a certain matter of COVID-19. And on top of that, going into topics today in episode four, and guess what we're talking about? COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> the topic doesn't get old, James. It doesn't get old. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. So <laughs> new <laughs> shit that happened this week and everything. If people, uh, what's funny is because I didn't even know about this shit till about an hour before we actually did this podcast. And I did my little research here and I got my pen and paper. So <laughs> <laughs> you, come, week, you come well prepared. I come real prepared. Yep. I'm like a, back in college cramming for an exam five minutes right before. The funny thing is, it's like, what? You took an hour to prepare for this? Oh shit, I'm underprepared. <laughs> You're like, wait, you wrote down stuff? Oh damn. You got pen and paper? Uh-oh. You have a notepad and a pen? What? Oh man, I'm behind. They're like, damn, geez, yeah, getting high Hey, before before we get into it, can I uh, share a little something with you? Please. So it's it's hilarious. So I was working uh Friday night, Saturday morning, and uh, I was in the ICU and and you know, it's pretty crazy in the ICU. You're stuck with all these patients or COVID patients. And uh, one of the nurses, she was talking about how she wanted a burrito. And then another nurse heard and was like, now I want a burrito. And then another nurse was like, I'm going to get a free McMuffin at McDonald's. And then another girl, nurse came in and was like, I want some wet tacos. And somehow this burrito talk turned into like a semi PG-17 talk, and then I like they made everybody... I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I like where it's going, too, but not for your reasons. And then and then, as soon as we finish this, like, our conversations about how we're all hungry and naming all kinds of, like, breakfast burritos and stuff, dude, this, um, this organization uh, shows up and brings us uh, breakfast and... Um, like uh, they had like French toast and bacon, and then they had gourmet steak and egg burritos. Oh my gosh, they were so bomb! Like, and I don't know if they were extra good because we were talking about this for an hour, <laughs> and it was like seven in the morning. But I just want to give a special shout out to um, to Chef Carl Smith, and um, I I didn't get all his information, but um, I did remember his name, so I googled him really quick. And it looks like they're running a GoFundMe where he's a sous chef for um, the motion picture industry. So since the motion pictures aren't really doing much, he's been um, he's been taking some food to hospitals. And it looks like it's being ran by I'm gonna mess up her name, but Julie Carvaggio. And um, yeah, it looks like they're teaming up, starting a GoFundMe, and just making meals for all the the healthcare heroes. And um, if you Google them and and uh, you can find their GoFundMe page, again, it's Chef Carl Smith. That's how I found them. But, yeah, they made some really good gourmet uh, burritos. And, and 
we were also touched. We were like, yeah, we're going to invest or not invest, but we're going to donate to you guys. And he was like, whoa, this is the community donating to you guys. So please donate. Do not donate to us. And it kind of like softened my heart that morning. It was like, oh man, the community and people do care. And, and then my stomach was full from that delicious burrito. So I just wanted to give a special thank you out to Carl Smith. And um, they, there was a mask company in the motion industry. They're making like um, handmade masks. I did not get the name of the people who did that, but um, just a special thank you out to them too. You could probably find out through Carl Smith who did it. Um, if you send them an email or something, but yeah, they, they, it was really nice gesture what they did for us. That's awesome. And I always support everybody who wants to support your healthcare workers and your first responders. It's kind of funny. So last week or the last podcast that we did on episode three, episode three, there was a question involved. Um, do you think the healthcare workers are appreciated or not? And that question that you answered, you were a little teeter tottery. You were kind of back and forth between you think they are appreciated and you think they're not appreciated. So with this event currently happening and being brought burritos and stuff, would you want to re-answer that question? Do you think you're appreciated more now? Do you think I am easily swayed by a breakfast burrito? Uh, yeah. Then you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still say no and yes. I, I stick by my answer. Um, just because there is good people out there and I do appreciate, um, everything they're doing. Um, and it is the little things that are getting us through it. Um, these, uh, these a-holes in, uh, need to start stepping up and in, in helping us because we're not really getting anything. So, so yes, the little people are looking out for the little people, but the big people are still looking out for themselves. So, no, I, I would not change my answer. I stand by um, the, the no and yes that we're being appreciated because bills need to be passed where healthcare workers are taken care of. Because um, I'm finding out healthcare workers are starting to get tested, and thousands of healthcare workers are testing positive, and they still want us to work if we're not showing symptoms. So, that's crazy, right? That is nuts. And initially, the testing that they do, you can't really tell if you actually get positive with it for a number of days, right? It's like, isn't it like seven to ten days where you can actually? Get no, no. Um, or is it they have now? quit. They have quick tests now. You could probably find out in an hour or two. Oh, okay. Well, at least that's good. So if you know you have it, then well, yeah. it's not really. Dude, these tests are like we're finding now. They're like seventy percent accurate. I mean, thirty percent accurate. So seventy percent chance that you still don't know if you're positive or not which is scary because the patients, you think they're negative and then you find out like two days later they have it and you're like, dude, I was just in that room. That's why I go with the mentality that everyone has it and I wear a mask for everybody and not these little homemade masks. I wear like a legit gas mask. <laughs> yeah, We're Sabri. not playing games over here. Yep, Sabri literally looks like he's going to war every single day. <laughs> Well, technically, yeah, we're going against war and we're losing to the COVID. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't a metaphor. That really is true. He is going to war every single day. Every healthcare worker is going to war every single day. Yeah. I mean, going back to the whole appreciation thing, though, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a coincidence, but, you know, our podcast came out. All of a sudden, you got a burrito. I'm not saying we're because of it, but I'm going to take credit for it just in case. But, you know, hey, so 
never know. Now, after this podcast comes out, you may get another lunch, might say. So, so you're welcome. Just saying. You know what? I'm just going to give a special shout out to you, James, for, uh, <laughs> making sure, for making sure other people feed me. And even though you're not the one feeding me, I appreciate that, James. So thank you. I, I do my part. I make sure my co-host is happy. Notice I said co-host <laughs> this, this week. <laughs> I did. That was, that was amazing. I think that's more amazing than the, the burrito. <laughs> oh, boy. Other thing that happened this week, fucking Trump. What about Trump? Well, apparently, he's cutting funding left and right to the who. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And if you don't know what the... (laughs) Yeah, who? Who? What? What what did he do? To who? (laughs) Where? Where? Why? Who? What? (laughs) So the who is the World Health Organization. I believe I said that right. Yeah, World Health Organization. That's funny. Yeah. And yes, I, I did have to look that up, so I don't, I don't feel bad about that. I had to look it up. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I thought you were mimicking an owl for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Trump doesn't care about wildlife. He'd probably get like his more <laughs> negative attention. Ooh, Trump yeah, doesn't yeah. like the owls. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what it is. He blames the, the coronavirus on owls. <laughs> it's, all, it's all owls' fault. What did owl do to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, you know what? Uh, So what do you think about that, James? I mean, reading on the massive amount of research that I did right before this podcast and actually reading on it and find out what it is, Mm -hmm. to me... And this goes with a lot of people. If you feel like you're backed into a corner and you're trying to figure out how to get out of that corner, you then start pointing fingers. You start saying, oh, it happened because of this. You start making excuses. And this kind of feels like to me, it's like an excuse factor. He's blaming the who for the coronavirus, essentially. And part of it, I, I agree with him and part of things that he said. And part of it, I disagree with some of the things that he said. For most in a nutshell, he's blaming the who because they weren't they didn't take it seriously enough. To say that this coronavirus and everything that was happening in China at the time was a bigger deal than what they made it seem. Yeah. And no, at, yeah. The, at the same time, you know, I'm like, okay, Trump is now saying that. But he's a hypocrite because at the same time when the coronavirus started hitting towards the U.S., his quote unquote, it's a mild cold or something to that nature is a mild flu or a mild cold. And he really underplayed it. And now he oh, is yeah. taking the role of like, oh, my God, this was a disaster. And, you know, we weren't prepared for it because they didn't tell us about it. And the fact where he still had time to do things when he had a chance to before it really got serious in the U.S. What are, what are your thoughts on it? So I'm a little torn. Um, not as torn as you, maybe, but. So first thought, it's just like, yeah, he's pointing out the feet. He's pointing his finger. He's blaming typical Trump. And it's sad because he does it so much. You just don't know whether to take him serious or not. Yeah. But during this, during this, this issue from what I read and the the facts that I got, I'm kind of thinking Trump did the right thing only because um, the facts I got was, the U.S. is paying, like donating or not donating, but giving seventy percent of the money to this. Um, China's only giving ten percent, and then the rest of the world is giving twenty percent. Um, China handpicked the the president or the C, whoever's in charge of the WHO. They hand China handpicked them. Um, it seems like the WHO was covering up details. Um, whether this is true or not, we don't know. But it was their job to know. 
So in this this sense, I'm kind of with Trump on taking away the funding because just like if you were in a, re- a regular job and you're not doing your job, it's like, hey, do your job or you're out. And it seems like they weren't doing their job or they're in China's pocket and China was dictating what information we got or China was hiding information information from them and we were not no one was getting information but it was their job to get that information so either way the who was not doing their job or they were not doing a great job so i'm kind of on the side of trump on this one like like hey you want our money but you're not doing anything does that make sense yes so i agree with you in a sense that the who i think i do believe that the who i think they covered some things up and you're correct yeah china did place the head of the who uh, i'm gonna butcher his name so i'm not even gonna try it to say his name <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a he's an ethiopian dude i'll say it that way you know looks like a nice guy you know yeah but uh he, he was put in charge he was handpicked by china like you said and so because of that i feel china then had you know personal favors they had they had an end right so you know it's like mm. hey don't just you know you see these like ten thousand people that got sick yeah you don't need to mention that you know it's cool we we got it We're, we got to handle the situation i think the head of the who was all like all right cool you're, you're good and then you know you know what it's about twenty five thousand people now it's it's still okay we got it you know we got it and then it, it kind of it got out of hand to the point where now people coming into china was actually getting the virus as well and they were like leaving out and people were getting the virus and like or it spread worldwide as it is now it became a pandemic now as far as like Trump's side of it, I agree with what he is doing. I agree with the funding that he is cutting in it. I don't agree with the timing of it, though. I felt probably that should have been, and it, and it could, you know, this is just an opinion. Like, I obviously, I'm not in politics. I don't know all the hearsay about it. I don't know all the events that occurred. But I feel like this is kind of something that can been easily that they knew easily, you know, months in advance. And now all of a sudden well, now he's coming out to. Well, the timing is kind of... perfect not to cut you off, but the timing is perfect. If you think about it, because it goes back to what you were saying earlier, the blame game. Yeah. He's blaming them by him pulling out the money. He's just like saying they're at fault. I'm not at fault. Make me president another four years. So yeah. the timing is like perfect because he knows he screwed up with the whole, it's just a flu thing. But um, so it goes back to the thing like, is he blaming them or is it a legit reason why to do it? Maybe it's a little bit of both, but I, I think I'm on the side of Trump on this one. But then that didn't last long because then think about the next thing, like right after that. Now he wants to open the economy and um, now uh, people are striking, trying to get the economy to open up. And it's crazy because you see these people striking. There's like five states where there were strikes or protests, not strikes, to get the economy opened up. And they're wearing Trump supportive stuff. Of course, you're the people that's going to try to get the economy to open up. Have you heard anything about this? My favorite picture over the weekend, actually, I believe it was on Friday, this past Friday, which Friday was, I want to say, the 17th. Yes, on the 17th, there was a a strike or like a rally down in Huntington Beach where they had a bunch of protesters out saying 
COVID-19's fake, uh, saying this is a hoax, you know, the like <laughs> the flu is not real, which I'm all like, all right, whatever, so you're doing it. it was, but there was about 100 to 150 people. Uh, what ended up happening to the cops that did have to actually come and shut it down because it was just kind of getting out of hand and make sure, you know, social distancing was taking place and everything. But uh-huh. the picture that I thought was like so awesome and awesome in as far as a hypocrisy type of way, like everybody being a giant hypocrite, there was a dude that was holding a giant sign that's saying COVID-19 was a lie, but he was in a hazmat suit. <laughs> He was in a hazmat suit <laughs> wearing a full-on mask. And I'm not sure it was for irony sake in saying uh-huh. that, but he wasn't the only person wearing a mask. It was other people holding signs up wearing a mask. Like, okay, if you're if you believe that it's a hoax and you know, if you wanna, you know, actually show what you believe in, why are you wearing a mask? Why are you in a hazmat suit? You know, if you truly believe it, just freaking take out the mask and everything. And why don't you two make out in the street and see how the far that gets you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it was in Huntington Beach. I believe other places they were doing it is in San Clemente and another place down in San Diego. So, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, well, I know, um, I don't know if every city's doing it in their county, but they could get fined. Maybe that's the reason why they're wearing the mask. Uh, but I wouldn't be dumb enough not to wear a mask at this point. That is actually a really good point. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if Orange County, they actually have the mask mandate on. I know Los Angeles County, they do. And I think San Clemente kind of falls into that, uh, uh, into that jurisdiction as far as where they have like masks and they're forced to wear masks. I know Orange County is where I'm currently at. They don't have that mandate unless you actually are working. If you are currently working, you have to wear a mask and wear gloves too. But I don't think in general you don't have to wear a mask to go into like a grocery store or anything maybe, like that. Maybe they are working. Maybe they're getting paid by Trump to do it. <laughs> right? I mean, so you never. So know. it's funny. It's like one thing. Like I try to agree with them. I'm gonna positive thing because I bash on Trump majority of the time, and then I give him a positive thing, and then he does this and wants to open up the country, which is gonna be crazy. But. Yeah, like same thing. I saw a funny picture of uh, the strike. It said, uh, "Give me liberty or give me death," and I'm just like, "Okay, I guess you want death." Well, <laughs> is they... liberty the price? Is death the price of liberty? I don't yeah. know. Like how... these people are not thinking. <laughs> how much liberty do you want? I mean, yeah, liberty right? comes at the price. <laughs> yeah, now's not the time for uh, stupid people to be uh, holding up signs and protesting. Like there was a legit one I heard in Detroit um, where they did protest and they, they went around the state Capitol in their cars with the social distancing. But that's because that governor was going out of hand, like putting in like laws where you can't buy paint and you can't buy fertilizer to garden. What do you think everyone's doing at their house? They're, they're fixing up their house because they can't do anything. And this <laughs> governor went out of their way to make sure they can't do certain things. So I get that protest, but this whole give me liberty or give me death and protest, it's like we're looking out for you, but some people, these Republicans, there's certain Republicans, I'm telling you, they're just like puppets. You could tell them anything as long as you're like a hardcore Republican and they will believe you, and it's crazy. And I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I just use common sense sometimes, and I wish people people would use some. Whoa, 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 whoa! Common sense. Hold up now. Now, <laughs> what's that saying? Sometimes common sense isn't so common. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, so the whole I have thing to was, think. You mean you just can't tell me what to believe in? That's no fun. Uh, yeah, I could tell you. I want <laughs> you need to get me a breakfast burrito tomorrow. <laughs> Steak and eggs, please. Make make that two breakfast burritos tomorrow. <laughs> yes, get me a burrito. But yeah, so that's it's kind of the whole striking thing's crazy. This me being in the health field. This just tells me one thing that's going to happen for sure. That second wave. That second wave of COVID is going to happen. And I'm glad I brought that up because that leads me to the other thing that people probably do not know that that's going on right now is they're opening up hospitals are getting opened up specifically for COVID patients. So if we're on the downtrend of COVID and things are getting better, why are we opening up these empty buildings as hospitals? for COVID patients. I'm getting offered 80 to $110 an hour to get these hospitals. Why are these hospitals opening up if we're on the downtrend? Telling you second wave is coming. Be prepared. Well, as I talk about right now and again, today is April 19th. The talks, at least for LA County, the earliest that I know about is May 15th, kind of like mid-May. I know that's for LA County. Uh, that's for what the governor actually sent for or for Los Angeles, the mayor of Los Angeles, pardon me. As uh, for the rest of California, I think it kind of varies as far as which county you're in. And for the nation, I believe Trump's stay-at-home order ends on the 31st or the 30th, pardon me, April 30th. So when this does start opening up and people will actually start going back to a regular job and regular like world where you can actually go to movies or you're allowed to actually go shopping and doing things like that. What's going to be interesting is how you can see either who it's really, really hard to tell a person like they're walking to a restaurant or walking to like a retail shop or even today, like walking to a grocery that you don't know if that person has COVID. You don't know if that person's sick. And there's a very, you know, kind of famous guy. You might know him. His name's Bill Gates. You know, <laughs> he uh, was actually there. There's a little controversy going behind him, which I thought this was interesting. So a person on Reddit and I laugh because this post has like blown up completely. So a person on Reddit asked Bill Gates, I'm going to read just the quote exactly here. What changes are we going to have to make to how businesses operate to maintain our economy while providing social distancing? And I think that's a fair question. A lot of people are asking that as well. Once we open up, what are we going to do? You know, because obviously people want people to come into their businesses. They want to start, you know, making money. They want to start the economy to get going again. And at the same time, they have to adapt to social distancing where like, say for a restaurant, for example, you know, you, uh, there's normally boost right next to everybody. And if you want to try to have that social distancing uh, six feet in effect, you know, you're basically skipping boosts now. So what that means, that's half the revenue coming in for restaurants. And also that means longer wait times for people and you're going to end up losing revenue. But the way Bill Gates actually responds, the question of which businesses should keep going is tricky. Certainly food supplies and the health system, obviously. We still need water, electricity, and internet. Supply chains for critical things need to be maintained. Countries are still figuring out what to keep running. Eventually, and this is where the conspiracy part comes in, eventually we will have to have some digital certificates to show who has recovered or been tested recently or when we have a vaccine who has received it. What do you think when you hear that response? So... Maybe he has the right intention. Maybe he's implanting thoughts into uh, 
into the citizens' uh, heads. Um, I don't know what his intention is, but my first thought is, uh, yeah, they want to they want to track they want to track people. So this has gone into like a major conspiracy of wanting to microchip people and actually right. put like little microchips into your system and to be like, oh, hey, you know, so it's everybody's talking about the whole privacy concerned and uh-huh. having, you know, your privacy basically out there for everybody to kind of see and mm-hmm. being able to track everybody and stuff like that. How do you feel about that? Would you would you be microchipped? By choice? No. What if I told not. you what if I told you you already are? I would not doubt it. I would with all these <laughs> flu stuff they make us take, nothing would surprise me. Um but if I had the choice, no, I would not be microchipped. Why do I want these people following us and and by you saying, what if you already are? I would say, yeah, everywhere I take my cell phone, I'm already microchipped. So. Exactly. And that's the point in question that I'm trying to get to. Everybody already has a thing where they're being tracked and it is your cell phone. You have GPS on your cell phone. Like apps, actually, they track your usage. They, It's very, very hard to go, quote unquote, off the grid as far as not being able to be tracked on anything. You're using your website right now. You're you're going to an internet webpage. You're logging on Facebook. Every time you log into a website, there's what's called cookies. Cookies are what? They're digital imprints. They're digital imprints that saves on your computer that says, hey, I have been here. Almost like footsteps, like little breadcrumbs. That's why they call them cookies. So every time you go into a different website, obviously you're being tracked and you're being followed. If people are interested enough, they could find out easily like that. You know, your web history and stuff gets saved. So everybody knows exactly what where you go to or it can be accessible if you are a person with a certain set of skills you could figure that information out your cell phone is the biggest thing and i don't really think people he was mainly mainly going to say that you know i'm I, I recommend everybody get this like little implant in their forehead or something like that that a person can scan to say you know hey you got a green light you're good or a red light and eh, eh, get the hell out you know i literally think he meant this have some type of digital imprint on a cell phone you know like we, everybody has so this whole thing of like contactless now and that's becoming a big thing where uh payment is going like there's not going to be any cash used for like a while and a lot of people aren't using cash because cash is dirty uh they're going with contactless like even like playing like a plastic credit card you still have to hand that to another person you have to physically hand it over and so germs kind of go back and forth but a lot of people are using like their cell phones they have nfc which is basically a wireless form of payment so people have apple pay there's google pay there's samsung pay uh, that people can actually wirelessly transfer. They can attach their, you know, uh, credit card to their phone and they can use that for payment. So yeah. I think he was kind of referring to that same lines of attaching maybe your healthcare card or attaching some type of, you know, because uh, Apple within their one of their apps, uh, they have a health app. And I know you can actually write out some of your uh, what you're allergic to. So an event that uh, you actually get something that you're allergic to. A person can actually pick up your phone and they can enter it in like emergency mode, which I don't really know if anybody actually knows how to do that. <laughs> but they can actually, yeah, it's like they can actually look at the see, okay, oh, hey, he's allergic to, shell, to shellfish. What is he eating? He's eating a shellfish sandwich. Dumb fuck. Let me fix him up. And let me, you know, get his empty pen out and do that. Uh, so I think he was really referring to having some type of digital certificate to saying, Hey, on your phone, that's saying, Hey, look, I have proof that I got either the vaccine, you know, a couple of months ago, or, you know, Hey, I've been tested, but I recovered from COVID-19 or some other thing that's saying, you know, I haven't got the virus yet. So I want to make sure that this one person is now sitting six feet away from everybody else. So he doesn't get contaminated. But 
I find it funny that people kind of blew that out of proportion. Yeah. Two minutes ago, you gave me the chills. Man, you made me think of Liam Nielsen. You have you have a specific set of skills, huh? <laughs> Don't let me down. I swear. <laughs> I didn't take anybody. I, I please just don't kill me. Um, no, I, 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 I don't. I don't know saying. who you are. I don't know where you are, but I will find you. That's my best. I would have been like, dude, I'm giving her back. I'm giving her. There doesn't need to three movies. I'm giving her back in ten minutes. <laughs> You're like you visit. You visited Pornhub on April 18th. <laughs> oh crap! Here you go. Have her. <laughs> oh man. I would have believed him in the first like speech. I'd have been like, dude, this new sounds I have no skills. He's take him. Take him. Um No, back to the topic. I I get what you're saying. I and I get how media blows everything out of proportion. Um I don't think Bill Gates would have any need to do something like this unless he wants to leave his imprint and you know, as a legacy or something. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he definitely doesn't need the money. My concern is this could be the first step that leads to everyone getting microchipped. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not even microchipped in general, but that going back to this vaccine, dude, it's going to be poorly tested. It's going to be mass produced and multiple or thousands or millions of people are going to take it. And if it's not tested, that's going to be crazy. I won't go too much into it because it's going to lead to something later in the show. But yeah, that would be crazy if uh, if something like that happens where it's just forced upon us. I don't think really everybody would have a choice, and that's in that matter. As far as I mean, as far as microchip, I mean, you're going to have a choice of whether how you want to be able to show that you've been tested in that sense my so, concern is they could put anything in this vaccine the testing it looks like they're skipping um certain uh, um steps in these tests to get this out there oh that's what you're referring to okay yeah so yeah. they're, they're fast-tracking it absolutely yeah so you don't know right. if you take it all of a sudden now you got sars or some other type of like virus you fix one thing but then you broke another yeah i, I get it you're what you freaking my my friend james is a zombie what the hell <laughs> I mean, I think I'm already a zombie as it is, so it's okay. Oh, tell me been, about it. I've been training my sleep. life for that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I got training. my can of beans, my one can <laughs> of beans. I'm good. I've been doing cardio all day last week, man. So when the zombie apocalypse comes, I will at least be fifth eaten, you know? So I'll be all right. <laughs> I will be the second eaten. <laughs> there will be one person slower than me that underestimated my speed. I, I would guarantee you'd be at least third because it'd be one person slower and then you would trip the other person. <laughs> yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. In the zombie apocalypse, anything goes. Exactly. Uh, how you been holding up in quarantine? Uh, yeah, I've been all right. It's been cool, you know. I've been just watching a lot of TV and movies when I have my downtime. But other than that, I've been working. I wish I've actually had more time to watch movies and TV shows like 
a lot of other people are doing that. But at least I've had the chance to watch some of the movies that I've been wanting to watch. So for this week, you know, we wanted to do a little something more fun. The last week's episode was a little bit more serious and talking about Corona and some of the things that are going on. And even with some of the current events we talked about earlier today. So we want to kind of shift gears to have a little fun. So Sabri and I had a little homework last week. I wouldn't exactly call it homework because he probably made his list all of like 10 minutes ago. And <laughs> I actually did a little bit more. I did a little bit more of mine. But we told, and we don't know what each other picked, but we want to pick our five quarantine movies. Now, not necessarily slash just shows. Slash, slash shows. Hit, hit. Slash shows. Okay. Slash, slash shows. So now we know Sabri has a couple of TV shows in his. But <laughs> well, oh, shoot. Well, I should have mine too. Okay. I'll, I'll add an honorable mention to mine because I have a couple of honorable mentions for my number one that I have here. Okay. But as far as the list is going, it doesn't have to do anything with quarantine, although I actually know Sabri's and mine, number five, that happened to ironically be in, strictly involved with quarantine and with <laughs> the coronavirus. But this is mostly just kind of a fun list of like some of the movies that you enjoyed. Uh, for me personally, these are movies that I grew up with because most of them, they're like 80s and 90s movies. And it was just kind of like a feel good day. And it reminded me of like days where I was either on a summer vacation or weekend, high school, whatever, middle school, uh, Wilson Elementary School. Shout out Wilson Elementary School, Linwood High. Uh, <laughs> where I went. And these are some of the movies that I watched. And it brought back a sense of nostalgia and just like a sense of like being on vacation or being on break. At least that's how I took this uh, five five movie that and I borrowed with that For me, I took it a little more literal. So all my shit has some kind of connection to Corona. Or not Corona, but to... Uh, to a lockdown or coronavirus or whatever you guys want but yeah all mine has something to do with it with my mind no matter what i pick it connects to this in my head so you want to do you want to do your number five well my number five and when i watched this this is a movie that's currently out on netflix right now and when i was looking at something to watch on netflix during the first week of when we actually had to stay a home order uh, this popped up. It popped up as a number one ranked movie uh, being watched currently on Netflix. It was made in 1995, and it's the movie Outbreak. <laughs> All right, and that's a good one. I, and when I watched that, at least, uh, you know, the first couple of minutes of it, I don't believe, I think I watched it once before. I can't remember if it was that or if it was another movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember it had a monkey in it. <laughs> that's that's about all I remember. And outbreak it seems is like uh, all of them have monkeys in it. What's yeah, yeah, something with monkeys at least. You know, they had to change it up with Corona and said somebody ate a bat because they were tired of people talking about monkeys and giving them a bad rap. I think. But, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, but the movie itself. So I actually like learned a couple of things initially, and while watching it, and why? So. For people who haven't watched the movie and spoiler alerts already, the movie came out in fucking 1995. Get over yourself. We're, we're, we're spoiled. We, we can talk about spoilers. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, the, they contra- this monkey contracted a virus. Um, I forget exactly how he gave the virus to another person. I don't know if he, uh, if he either bit somebody or if he scratched somebody. But uh, the virus gets out. It turns into uh, not necessarily a pandemic, but it's isolated to this one small town, which they quarantined the entire town. And the biggest thing in the movie is, I want to say it was Dennis Hoffman in that movie and yeah. Morgan, Morgan Freeman. So Dennis Hoffman, he has another guy. And I want to say it was Cuban Gooden Jr., I think. Uh, I they were you're right. Kind of like the team there. And 
they were trying to find this monkey who initially started everything. And it's like trying to find it in the haystack. But long story short, they end up finding the monkey. And because that monkey was the start of the virus, uh, they then took the antibodies out of the monkey and they made a vaccine, which they then start giving to everybody else, which made them healthy again. So I learned one thing and the fact that like, okay, if you already contracted the virus and you got over the virus, then that means you have antibodies in your system in order to be able to help somebody else not get the virus anymore. And I kind of learned how vaccines kind of work in a nutshell, which I probably should have known already, but hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, think it works like that for everyone, but yeah, concept is, yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So initially when I watched this movie, I kind of thought, oh, shit, we got to get to China, man. Find that one guy who fucking ate that bat and we got to see what happened. Or we got we to gotta find that bat that one, that one guy ate and we need to get the antibodies from that bat. Since it happened in China, they probably killed that one guy. No, you're never going to find that one guy now. They're like, yeah. they say, no, it was a bat. It was a bat. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I saw an outbreak. You got to find the bat. Why is anybody not watching outbreak? Trump, we got to uh, find it out. Tweet, tweeting Trump that night. Trump, we must find the bat in China. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Trump's, sure. out with, uh, Trump's out there with his like his his net trying to catch all the bats. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So that right. was that was my number five. What was your number right. five? My number five was going to be outbreak. But I knew, as simple-minded as you are, you were going to pick Outbreak. So I did not pick Outbreak on my list. Oh, I, all right. Plot twist. Because you told me he, he told me he did. So plot twist. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got to spice things up. So my number five is World War Z. Oh. So, yeah. So this movie is a Brad Pitt movie thing where uh, in 2013 it came out. Um, but the reason why I picked this movie was that movie – represents the worst that COVID-19 could get. Like, if COVID-19 is bad, it's going to be like that. It's going to be World War Z. The vaccine turned us all into zombies, and we're just eating each other, killing each other. And so this is why I picked this as my number five. This movie represents the worst situation we could be in from this COVID-19. So it, that's why I picked it. Also, I want to point out the other correlation that I picked for this movie. There was a scene, I don't know if you remember, but um, they were all in Jerusalem. They had these 30 feet high walls. They were dancing. They thought they were safe. And they were like playing this loud music. Everyone was happy because they were smarter than everybody because they built these walls. The zombies couldn't get in. And just like the idiots out there we have today going outside, getting everyone is sick. The loud music attracted the zombies, and the zombies became smarter, climbed the walls, killed everybody inside <laughs> Jerusalem. And I just feel like that one scene represents all the idiots out there in the world that are still going to the beach and the parks and doing all the stupid shit. So that's why I picked World War Z as my number five. Good, uh, good, yeah, yeah, good. So I never actually watched the, that movie in general. I you read never seen that. it? Oh, dude, I did, you gotta I, see it. It's actually, it's actually not bad. I've actually did read the book. That's one of like the three books that whoa, I've read in my whoa. lifetime. You read War, the book? World War Z. Dude, the the movie is always better than the book. You heard it here first. <laughs> never watch, never read the book. It's gonna ruin the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's probably that's probably why. I just never, oh man, that's probably why I never actually watched the uh, the movie. I'm like, ah, the book was really good. I give it that. So, the, World War Z, and then the other book that I've read, Ready Player One. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's off topic. What's your number four? It is off topic, but I, I will say the book was way better than a movie in Ready Player One. All right. <laughs> I like the movie. I didn't read the book, but I did like the movie. Read the-, the movie was great, but fun fact, that's not part of the top five that I picked here. <laughs> All right. So, what's your- as Sabri goes into the whole COVID and, like, you know, putting his movies into you know the category of COVID-19 and pandemic I totally went off the rocker and went to a completely different route of the movie that I watched and this is a guilty pleasure movie I actually really enjoyed watching this movie and I am interested to hear Sabri's well okay here we go no I'm interested <laughs> so, it's me girls I know yeah. it's me girls ah <laughs> uh, you got me you, you read my list before didn't you no okay is it so, is it mean girls no it's not mean girls no. oh okay this, so <laughs> This movie came out in 1991, starred Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Kogan, a little movie called Suburban Commando. Holy shit. Dude, <laughs> I, I can't tell you anything about the movie, but I remember watching it a long time ago. <laughs> so Hulk Kogan is this intergal- uh, intergalactical like space uh, fighter. He he's like a superhero in space, and like he goes to like beats up bad guys, or whatever. He gets stuck on planet Earth. His, his ship crash landed or whatever, right? And he crash landed into this like warehouse. So he leaves his ship there, and he's going outside and, and like walking around the world just in his like all fooled out decked spacesuit and everything. And uh, he ends up getting some regular clothes on. He finds Christopher Lloyd. Uh, he looks at, you know, Christopher Lloyd has a, an apartment or like a little guest house in the back of his place. So Hulk Hogan ends up renting it there. It's a comical movie because the whole point of the movie is Hulk Hogan's trying to get back into outer space. And like he ends up getting a bunch of like bad guys chasing after him. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is where Hulk Hogan just kind of like walking around outside of town. And there's this, uh, I forget, they call him, a, I think they call him a mime, but he's like pretending like he, they don't talk and he's pretending like there's like objects in front of him, but they're like invisible objects. So it's, he's pretending like he's stuck in a box and Hulk Hogan goes up to the guy and he's all like, oh, that's a K7 force field. Like, okay, I'm going to bust you out. And the guy, and the guy's <laughs> looking like what? And all he does is like punches and the guy straight in his nose, knocks the guys on his ass. And he's all like, you're welcome. And then he walks off. And what's funny about that is because this happens like three or four times in the movie. <laughs> He, see, he sees the, the meme guy, like, he all of a sudden he's pulling an imaginary rope, and he's all like, you're trying to get up there? And all of a sudden, he grabs him by, like, his neck and his butt and throws him up into, like, a two-story, like, apartment window. He's all like, glad I could help, and, like, walks around. But the best part of the movie, though, is when he's walking by, and all of a sudden, he hears this arcade. And he hears, like, a bunch of, like, laser beams and, like, pew, pew, pew. And, like, he's like, what the heck is that? And, like, he goes into, like, he he's now the space gladiator mode. And he, he runs inside and he sees this kid playing Afterburner, the video game. And, like, he's telling, gives him all kinds of, like, instructions. He's all like, you know, use, use your space protons. Like, quick, quick, transfer your shields. And the kid's, like, in a very dramatic scene, he's like, I can't, it's over. And he's like, it's never over. He kicks the kids off. And all of a sudden, he starts taking control of the video game and whatnot. And he's yelling this whole time, give it up. Give it up, Dracos. Give it up. Give it up. Dracos and you see this afterburner game made by Sega afterburner game awesome game but like he's all this like explosion stuff going on the screen all of a sudden the arcade starts smoking and everything turns off and you see the arcade shooting the little like white flag saying I give up and like all, all the kids in there like you know seven or eight kids you just saved the galaxy and like they're clapping on him and Hulk Hogan's like look really confused and one kid's like you're really good at this game and he goes game <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome That's movie. Funny. It's an awesome movie. That's one of my guilty pleasures. And also, I, not a lot of people know The Undertaker was actually in this movie. And The Undertaker was like one of the, one of the bad guys that was fighting against Hulk Hogan and one of the end scenes. And he doesn't look anything like it's a young Undertaker. And he has like a really high pitched voice to make it kind of funny. Like, You're a dead man, Ramsey, or something he says in the actual movie. But that that was my number four. I ended up watching that like a week after we started going to the stay at home thing. And I laughed my ass off. That, it, it was a fun movie. Pretty funny. <laughs> I, I can't comment much on that. Say, uh, according to our intro, where it says one is a jock <laughs> and one plays games or slash nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely after this. I hope you guys know who's the jock and who's the nerd. <laughs> oh, wait till you get to wait till I get to my number three. OK, you, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. My number. My number four, you're welcome, audience, because this is complete different. We're we're on track. Uh, my number four is Contagion. So in Contagion, uh, it's two thousand. It was made in two thousand eleven. Um, what's the chick from um, um, Iron Man? Potts. What's her name? Oh, uh, hey, dude, I knew crap. her name. I just forgot it. Well, whatever that chick. Well, that's who. That's what her name is. That chick. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That, in, that the, chick. in the movie, it, it, it shows like how fast the virus the virus starts and spreads. And I just thought that was an amazing scene, and and put it for. That's why I chose it as my number four. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, uh, that chick, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happens was that at the end of the movie, they show they show how the virus got started after they cured it. But she, um, so it shows bats in the tree get startled. They spread off. And then I can't remember if they, I don't think they bit a monkey. But somehow the banana, either the bat bit the banana or the monkey bit the banana. Then the banana falls into a pig pen. The pig eats the the banana. Then the, the pig is immediately grabbed by um, by the... I don't know, the slaughterhouse. They take the pig in to the restaurant. They kill it. Gwyneth Paltrow enjoyed her dinner so much she wanted to take a picture with the chef. Well, the chef just killed that pig, wipes his hand, doesn't even use soap or anything, wipes it on his apron, um, shakes hands with Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow then flies to the U.S. Boom, pandemic. Like, that's crazy. That's how, like, crazy... And and I felt like that was so accurate, um, so that's why I chose that movie Contagion. And then yeah, the everything before that it shows like like kind of how they got to get separated and how they get a cure and all that other stuff. But I chose number four Contagion just because of that one, the ending of the movie, how it shows how fast and how how things are virus spreads. That was gonna be one movie that I had planned to watch during this, but. It was Wait, like, I was either, you have I, not, please tell I, me you've seen this movie. No, I haven't. I have it, but I oh I, my gosh. I have not watched it. It was either between Outbreak or Contagion, and I, cho- I chose Outbreak. All right. Okay, that's fine. So, Outbreak so that was, was good, too. It, it is on my list to watch, though, for sure. All right, you got to watch that. Okay. So now going on to my number three, and as Sabri stated so nicely as part of our opening theme song, uh, he is to be referred to as the jock, and I am referred as the gamer. In and your defense, though, I'm more of a, a dork also. I'm not a complete jock. I'm like a dork. 
Not it, really a nerd, but In yeah. both of our defenses, we actually share both the gamer and the jock kind of category. Uh, both That's him and true. I play sports. Both him and I are into games. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. Do you consider running a sport? No, I play football, dude. I played football for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's another podcast, but like I played for I played for Coach Diaz, and oh god, we could have a complete uh, uh, no, podcast no, on Diaz. Don't yeah, that, save maybe. that. Let's save that for another podcast for another day. I want to hear your number three after that. Name. I don't even. I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> uh, number three. This movie came out in 1989. It starred Fred Savage. Oh, I know exactly. Uh, yep. And it is the movie The Wizard. Dude, I literally watched that, like, not during this time, but, like, I don't know, six months ago? That's funny. It's a good It's a good movie. I, I think it still kind of holds up. So I remember that's this is why Super Mario Brothers 3 sold, like, a, a gazillion copies right before it came out. Because it was... So the premise of the movie The Wizard is this Fred Savage and his younger brother, I think Timmy or Jimmy... I can't I can't think of it. Yeah. Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a quiet kid and whatnot. He doesn't talk very much. He had a, I think, identical or uh, step sister or identical sister. Twins. Twins. He had a twin, twin sister that he had that she ended up uh, dying. And because of that, Jim, Jimmy has become more of like a mute. He doesn't really say much or anything. But the kid's fucking fantastic at video games. So him and Fred Savage, they're trying to get out to California and uh, they st- happen to stop at this like pizza shop or something like that. And like Fred Savage is, is trying to get like a bus pass. So he gives like, you know, his younger brother a couple of quarters, like here, play Ninja Guide, you know, like kind of get busy money and do that. And he, or, or Double Dragon. And he ends up scoring like a super high score. And he comes over there and he's like, You scored 50,000 on Double Dragon? How'd you do it? And then it became, uh, they all of a sudden become hustlers now. And now they're going to different things, trying to make money. And they're having his little brother like make money by beating people in video games. And do you remember the character Lucas? Um, so Lucas was again the kid with the power glove. Yes. So I seen so, the movie. I don't know the names. So the power, the scene with the power glove, where he actually he has it like in this metal case, and he like picks it out, and it's all fancy and everything. This movie, by the way, was a giant marketing scheme for Nintendo because all the products that they showed in this movie did not come out yet. The power glove was one of them. They marketed that because they showed that as a really awesome thing, as a glove you literally put on your hand, and you it's it was pretty innovative for its time because you can actually act like you're driving a steering wheel. And the game that they were playing, Rad Racer, you know if you kind of faked steering left and steering right. You can actually control the movement of the car inside. Did you have the glove? I did. I had it I... for two. So fun story for that. I had it for one day because that what? same day I ended up uh, falling in the hallway, breaking my arm. Uh, and my parents thought it was because of the glove. <laughs> That is hilarious. That <laughs> is a that is a totally true story. Yeah, I had the glove and I literally was happy. I was playing around with it and was going to bed one day and literally I was just like being a kid because I think I was like seven at the time. And I was just like running down a hallway, jumping and everything like that. I kind of tripped over my own feet and ended up falling flat on my elbow, breaking my elbow. That's and hilarious. So my, not only did you break your arm, they took away. Yeah, they took away my power glove. I'm all like, what the hell? My mom and dad literally thought because of that, because of the power glove, it made my arm weak. And when I fell, it broke. So they ended up taking it back to like the Clark's Drug Store the next day that we ended up getting it from. I was all like, it's like, That's and I, funny. And I like, never got it again. Did give him power? He broke his arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's no, it, it, it took away his power, the power glove. But 
But that, that's a classic uh, movie that I like, and I like the end of it though, where uh, they played Super Mario Brothers and everything on it. It was a, it's a really good movie. Uh, they, fun fact, they actually made some actual video game tournament championships off of that uh, movie. I believe they can't, they had the Nintendo World Championships and like the Super Nintendo World Championships. I actually competed in the original and I competed for the Super Nintendo one. A uh, lot of, a lot of fun. It's just like history and stuff like that. So yeah, that's my number three. But you saying a lot of fun? I take it you didn't win. I. Didn't go anywhere with the original World Championship one. Uh, I did win, however, a blockbuster tournament that they had, where we had to play the Donkey Kong Country video game for the Super Nintendo. Nice. I was actually the store champion of Lakewood Blockbuster. There you go. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. <laughs> I know. What's a blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I forget the generation. So a blockbuster, we actually used to have to go in pick a movie to rent and it was this thing called vhs tapes we actually had to like you know rewind and do things <laughs> there, there was no netflix back in that day that's hilarious that's sad because we actually legit had to explain that because there's going to be some people who didn't know what the fuck a blockbuster is <laughs> well we we hope there's some people that don't know what it is that means yeah exactly there you go <laughs> all right ready for my number three let's hear it all right my number three is based on what could be happening that we don't know about. So I picked the movie Vice. It was made in 2018, which is pretty much a movie made about Dick, Vice President Dick Cheney. So that movie is very disturbing and upsets me every time I watch it. <laughs> and I keep watching it because I like being upset for some reason. But... <laughs> You're glad for punishment. Yeah, I'm glad for punishment. But I chose this movie because of the politics that could be happening in the background with this whole COVID-19. Uh, we don't know. Is it is it man-made? Is it from a bat? Did China create it? Did we give it to China? There's all these, like, did Bill Gates trying to microtrip all of us? Is freaking the vaccine going to be forced on us? Is this political gain? Is this like the 1% trying to get? Are we trying to make the market crash? All these questions could be answered. So, are uh, not answered, but we have all these questions. So, I chose this movie because by shows like Dick Cheney really screwed the American people. If you're not in the top 1% to 10%, like he really put things in place where, where, the middle to lower class, even maybe some like upper class are never going to catch up and we're behind the game. So I chose that movie because it's kind of like, is this a political game going on right now? Um, in the grand scheme of things, like we're all puppets to, to the people in charge, to the, to the politicians and the presidents and the people that we don't even know about that are even higher than running things you know paying them to to push these things so that's why i chose the movie vice uh great movie if you want to like kind of get like what's going on in the backgrounds if you don't really know is it a Um, movie or is it like a documentary no it's a movie um christian bale plays in it he did a great job great job um based on true stories or no oh yeah based on dude dude based on like they they can't even answer their certain things because we don't know exactly like because you know you don't know in the privacy of dick cheney's home you don't know what he was thinking him and his wife but yeah that family man like dick cheney really screwed the american people 
um, under uh, George Bush's uh, presidency. And um, yeah, it makes George Bush looks like a fool, looks like a complete fool in this movie. And I believe, I believe like this movie has like a lot of truth to it. But huh. yeah, do some research. But I yeah, I chose this movie because it kind of gives you gives me a thing like this could be going on right now, and we we could be talking about COVID nineteen, but this could be like an excuse where they're doing like. Like, hey, look at my left hand, and what the hell are they doing with their right hand that we see, you know? Could be one of those things. So that's why I chose the movie Vice. Good movie to watch, but who knows what's going on in the background. Gotcha. So that's another one of those movies that I saw, but I don't know. I got that confused with a Vince Vaughn movie, and I don't know why. Vince Vaughn. No clue. Yeah, I want to say Vince Vaughn did something like a movie kind of like that, though, where I got, got that mixed up together. Because I remember yeah. uh, talking with a mutual friend about about a week ago, and uh, she, I, you mentioned that movie for somehow, and that topic came up, and then we were searching through movies to watch, and she was like, "Oh, that's the movie that Sabri was talking about." I'm all like, "What? What movie?" And then Vice came up, and she was talking about like, I think you mentioned this up in our other podcast, yeah, about, yeah. about Dick Cheney, and I'm all like, "What are you ta- like? What are you talking about? That's a comedy." And she's like, "No, it's about this." I'm all like, "Oh shit, so you're right." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it as you have not seen, dude. You have not seen one movie on my list. I'm, I'm disappointed. I've seen yeah. every movie on your list, and you've gone back to. That's because my list all, is good. All mine are, all, <laughs> dude. These are good movies. All, all mine right. are two thousands and up. So oh, yours are too serious. I have some fun stuff in mind. <laughs> no, you do. No. Well, I took this literal. <laughs> okay, whatever. What's your number two? Don't worry. Number- Number two is another one of my guilty pleasure movies type of thing that I love just watching. It was made in 1988, and I didn't realize how old this movie was. And when I watched it about a week ago, I'm like, okay, still lives up to today. Uh, stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, and is the movie Bloodsport. Okay. And I remember watching that movie as a young kid, and I remember a particular scene watching when they were fighting in the Kumite. And for those of you who don't know, it's the story is supposed to be based on a true story, which is uh, talk about that in a minute though but uh the character name that john claude van damme plays is a guy named frank dukes like put up your dukes type of thing and he is this really good martial artist he's involved in the military and he kind of goes awol in the military to go fight into this uh underground uh fight club type of thing called the kumite and remember as a kid uh, frank dukes are fighting or no it wasn't frank dukes it was the bad guy in the movie his name was chong chong lee i think his name and no, there was a real fighter i doubt that was his name well no chong lee is a fire as a real fighter that's a street fighter character his name was chong lee c-h-o-n-g-l-e-l-i oh, okay. so i, I want to say they probably did copy it from street fighter or something like that but uh there is a, a scene where he's fighting a guy and all of a sudden he kicks him in his shin and me as a kid looking away because they they cut to a scene of basically a guy's shin got broken in half and the bone was sticking out of his calf and like blood was coming out. I mean, as a kid, like being like seven or eight years old looking at that, I'm like, oh, my God, and turning away. Me today looking at it, I'm like, that's fake as shit. My God, and you see, I kind of had the crayon and stuff on it looking at it now. Um, but going in, the reason that became on my list is because I started seeing all these 
conspiracy theories on YouTube coming out showing how uh, Frank Dukes, the word the movie is actually made off of because it was made off of his life and what he told people that he did in his life was entire entirely fake. The entire movie or his life with everything that he wrote a book on, everything that he talked about fighting the Kumite, all of it's fake. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like every, every one of it. Like, uh, yeah, it's been proven over and over. And like a lot of things on YouTube and things like I haven't gone th- that far down the rabbit hole, but that makes that movie like just more controversial in a sense, because it already was to begin with, with uh, talking about like John claude playing an American actor, <laughs> <laughs> which I think he, he, does, he does that a lot because he played Guile in a Street Fighter movie anyway. So, you know, yeah. Guile with an accent and the same thing, Frank Dukes with an accent. But uh, the conspiracy theory of everything that Frank Dukes, Frank Dukes did was a giant lie. So that made me want to watch that movie a little bit more and kind of like find out some of the stuff that did. And then I watched a couple of YouTube conspiracy videos and stuff and kind of compared it. And then I read up a bunch about Frank Dukes more than I'd like to admit that I know about him now because of this shit. <laughs> I had time to read, so I did. But that that was my that was my number two in my reasoning. Why, why read anything educational when you can? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to learn about Dick Cheney when I can find out why Frank Dukes lied about kitten kicking five people's asses you know that's more entertaining is this the one so this is the one so i there's two movies there's blood sport and what's his other one kickboxer probably the one you're thinking kickboxer. about but but blood sports the one with the white guy that headbutts the brick right yep dude i love that white guy that white guy <laughs> <laughs> like he should have been the main actor in that movie when that should have been the main character that yeah. white guy is so awesome <laughs> uh it's been a while since i've seen the movie but so in the, the one scene i think of is i think they have to break a stack of like 10 bricks let's just say 10 bricks and the white and so everyone every martial artist is breaking all 10 bricks the white guy comes up and he's just like all right i guess he doesn't really break bricks so he breaks nine bricks and they're like, and they're like, look at him like you're out. And he goes, what? And then he headbutts the last brick and then, and he breaks it. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you're in. <laughs> I'll breaks, never forget that. Yeah, that breaks it with his head. He's all like, for you. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that movie. Yeah. It, it has a bit of comedy and stuff to it. Uh, and it's funny though, because both of those movies are fairly similar to like Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, dude, it's the same movie. It's kind of about movie. the same thing, you know. It's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme being trained. He wants to fight somebody. Uh, somebody got hurt and is in the hospital. He's fighting for them. Pretty much, I told you the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he, Jean-Claude Van Damme shows his ass because he was in love with his ass. True story, too. Yeah, he back. did. Like, yeah. No, no, want... he really was in love with the. Like, that was one of the things where he showed his ass because he really loved his ass. Oh, he did. Like, like if you want to make a yeah. drinking game in a blood sport, you'd probably get drunk of how many times he showed his ass. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You ready for my number two? Yep. Go. All right. I am a betting man. I will bet you have seen this movie. This will be the first movie you have seen on my list. Hmm, okay. My number two is I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. Dude, I Am Legend is my number two. Made in 2007. It starred Will Smith and a canine. I don't know the dog's name, but it's pretty much who it starred. All right. And the reason why um, I chose this movie as my number two, the whole reason that movie 
it was because they said they had the cure for cancer. And guess what happened months later? That cure for cancer killed 90%. (laughs) No, it killed 90% of the population. Well, I know, but I'm saying that cure for cancer all of a sudden became the cancer that killed everybody. Right. So it killed 90% of the population. And then it just made me think like, dude, if they do this vaccine, like speeding it up, skipping steps, um, where it isn't properly tested, man. What if that vaccine killed us like the movie I Am Legend? So that's why that's my number two. And there's cool things like, yeah, the movie's great. It was probably one of his best acting movies, um, even though the special effects wasn't the greatest. But at the end where he figures out the cure and then he sacrifices himself and he gives it to the lady to give to the people and um, – and he died, and then and then they make it to the to the safety village, and who knows what? I I assume they cured everyone after that, but I chose that number two because what if we're just as stupid as they are in the movie? We skip tests, we do things not the right way, and we make it, uh, and we end up killing people off because we rushed it. Great movie. I'll tell you something interesting. The fact, like, I don't like watching that movie. A great movie, though, but I don't like. Oh, watching what that. a surprise! It's on my list now. You don't like? No, but I'll tell you. I'll tell movie. you some fun facts. I do not like watching that movie because I hate. Like, I, and when I watch it, I always fast forward the scene. I hate watching the scene where he has to kill his dog. Oh yeah. Like I, I hate that Tom scene dies. with a passion, and because of that one particular scene and that really made me upset when i initially watched it like i did not like it at all like uh, not because he had to do it but just the whole thing about it i'm a huge pet person you know and uh, by the way if that shit actually does happen in real life you know i'm gonna be fucked because i got a cat and he fucking runs away on anything and i need to get me a dog apparently asap if i want to live live in this i am legend world though but i've been telling you for years get a dog yeah but the fact of that though is that the that ending that you explained was not the ending that I saw. When I first watched the movie, apparently I watched the director's cut. Oh, yeah, the director's cut has a different ending. So I always thought that was the actual ending. When people told me, like, yeah, it sucked that he actually killed himself, I'm like, what are you talking about? He didn't kill himself. He gave the, you know, because at the end of the movie, uh, there's the one, what is called a zombie. I forget what they call them in the movie, a seeker or something like that. They couldn't go out in the sun, so they always traveled at, at night. And when they went out in the sun, you know, the vitamin d or whatever the rays of the sun ended up burning them and that's how they Uh they they kill those people but uh so he had he caught one of these people right and he's in his lab will smith and he gave some type of vaccine that he's been testing and it seems to be working and like healing the uh uh, whatever secret person zombie whatever and they're trapped in this uh, i don't know what they're trapped in they have a wall behind them but like the other seeker people zombies have snuck in and they want to get back the person that will smith either like took to try to to heal and save and they're smashing on the window and like trying to break in and the part of the movie that you're talking about dark thank you so dark seekers then a part of the movie that you were explaining is that he sacrificed himself and i believe he took like a grenade and he ran out and basically blew everything up the one i saw was he injected the person back with the virus again so it gave her gave that uh, dark seeker the virus and then he opened the door just opened the door and like handed it to the the i guess the head dark seeker guy and he got her back right and then 
Tim and Will Smith shared some type of look, whatever. It's been a while since I've seen the director's cut. And then he like yelled at the other dark seekers and he had everybody leave because I guess he was like the leader. And mm-hmm. they and then after that, you know, Will Smith and then the other characters end up going to that camp that you talked about where they had a bunch of people there. So that was the ending that I only knew about for a good like year and a half. Okay. And then, and then when I rewatched the movie and I'm all like, damn, this movie is way more fucked up than the one I saw. <laughs> so so to me, the director's cut is always where Will Smith kills himself. Right. So fun fact. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I did not see the director's cut. I just kind of was reading it while you were talking right now. But yeah, uh, either way, good movie. But the reason why I chose it was just based on... Um, if we rush things in stupidity, maybe our cure ends up killing everybody. Yeah. So that was that my number two. I like my list, by the way. Like it's a good list. list. It's a good list. I like no, my no, list no. too. It's a great <laughs> list. It's a great list. All right. <laughs> this is where it comes down though. It's money time. What's your number one? All right. So I got honorable mentions. That was going to be for number one. Cause All right. uh, stuff that didn't make the list. Uh, one, the original Just for time Ro- issues, don't go into detail on it. Yeah, not these. So one, the original Rocky, which uh, I didn't write oh, down when the yeah. when the original Rocky actually came out. I believe. Yeah, I think it's yeah. seventy eight or seventy nine or something. Nineteen seventy six was the original oh, Rocky yeah. Balboa that's, that came that out. That was my favorite. Yeah, seventy six. Great, great movie. And honorable mention as far as TV shows, since I think your number one's a TV show now, since you mentioned that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the Office. Because until then, until quarantine started, I actually never really watched The Office. I watched parts of the episodes and things like that, but I never actually watched episode, 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 and binge watched it. So I've been binge watching a lot of The Office lately. And All right, what's your number office. one? Give it to well, us. Well, there is one more honorable mention for that I was going to see, and it was actually I Am Legend. Oh, right. that, that was an honorable mention because I watched that a couple of times. But I accept that. The number one movie that I have on my list that I've watched probably at least six times when uh, – the quarantine started. It was made in 1987. It stars Rick Moranis and Mel Brooks. The movie Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that movie That's lives up, and it's one of the best damn fucking quote movies like ever. You're gonna make me watch Spaceballs tonight. I was, I was just, I was just watching it earlier today. You know, like, you're like, <laughs> how many ass, how many assholes do I have working on this ship? Yo, <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't believe it. I'm surrounded by assholes. You know. <laughs> what was, what's the Jim Candy? No, jo- uh, John, John Candy. John Candy. Yeah, yeah. Where he's uh, like the version of Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, he's he's barf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many good actors in that movie, too. And so many oh, actors yeah. that passed away. You know, uh, there was uh, John Candy and also uh, Joan Rivers, who played kind of like the female version of CP3O in the movie. Right. Uh, I forgot uh, about that. Dude, yeah. out, of, out of respect to your number one, I think I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. We should say, okay, the number one picks, you and I, if I haven't oh, watched well. it, we'd have to watch Well, you're going <laughs> to love my number one. Then. Uh, it's a TV show, I have a feeling. But yeah. Spaceballs is, is well, Spaceballs is great. I think I, there's not really enough oh, you can yeah. say about the damn movie and everything. Yeah, yeah you could go on. That's, on and on and on. 30 minute segment by itself. No, no, yeah. Spaceballs, great choice. Yeah. That's my favorite on your list by far, Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see right. your number one. First, do you have any honorable mentions? I didn't know we were getting brownie points for this shit. I didn't well, make it was honorable it's hard, it's hard to make a top five, man. So I had to make sure you and I put Rocky in there. Rocky is my favorite franchise movie franchise. No, of all Rocky time. was a great dude. Your honorable mentions were all. In fact, your honorable mentions are probably better than some of your. 
Well, yeah. Rocky, I watch all the time. So this quarantine was like stuff that I haven't watched in forever. And Rocky, I no, probably no, at least I watch once a theme. month. And we all took this different. So, yeah, um, yeah. My number one is a TV show, and I want to say fuck you and your honorable mention. <laughs> oh my gosh! When you said the Office, I was like, "What the hell?" You know? Oh no! And no that way! Made your honorable mention, dude. The Office is the greatest TV show of all time. I don't care what anybody says. They're idiots if they don't think it is. Uh, the Office. So the reason why I chose The Office as my number one. One, if you're stuck in a, um, if you're stuck in a building and you had to be quarantined, why would you not want to be stuck with Michael Scott and Dwight? Right. Oh my gosh, just being stuck, just watching that dude. I've seen the the whole. I think they have like eight or nine seasons. I forget exactly. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> exactly. I forget. I forget how many seasons they have, but dude, I've seen every season at least twelve times. At least that's all I watch. And when Netflix loses The Office next year, there's no point to watch Netflix ever. They lost Friends this year. They're gonna lose The Office next year. There's no point to watch Netflix ever again. But dude, The Office, dude, greatest show. Um, they're always stuck in a building. Everyone has a different character personality. Uh, and it's just great humor during this time to uh, just take your mind off of what's going on. If you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it. It's hilarious. If you have seen it, I recommend watching it again. Best show ever. And screw you, James, for bringing it up before me in an honorable mention. I thought for sure. This was like the one safe pick that you would not even think about. And you well, put you, in an honorable mention. Hey, you stuck your foot in your own mouth by saying TV shows. If you didn't mention TV shows, that would not have been an honorable mention for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to make sure I got to pick the office. I take things <laughs> I take things very literal. Literal, you know? yeah, exactly. It's but funny yeah, though, because I, I literally started watching it. I mean, I watched The Office before, but I haven't watched like the earlier episodes. I started watching, I think, like season eight when it was the last season with... Uh, uh, Steve Burrell's character, Michael oh, Scott. Oh, yeah, Michael Scott, there. yeah. Oh, and you I, missed it so much. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. Like, I watched, I started from season one, and I think I'm, like, season three now. And, yeah, and I'm laughing my ass off. It's an awesome show. And I, I am happy that I am enjoying the, being able to view it for the first time and having that organic experience. But I am sad that I missed out on it, like, years ago when it first came out. Because I think it came out in 2005. Yeah, it came out in 2005 and it ended in 2013. Yeah. Oh, so great. more than nine seasons. Great show. <laughs> now, give it to me. Like one thing about me is I only keep th- I only keep uh, three TV shows and what I am allowed myself to watch and actually get into to keep like for time periods. So uh-huh. dur- during that time, there was How I Met Your Mother, which you, you got me into, and Sabi will always tell t- Sabi will always tell everybody that I am the real life Ted Mosby, he and Ted. <laughs> and then The Big Bang Theory that was out the same time too. So those two shows uh, oh, yeah. kept up a lot of my time. And then the other one that kind of went in and out was uh, Breaking Bad. So those are my three that I was watching during that time period. The Office, I those couldn't are fit three in. Three great movies. Yeah, All I couldn't. Below the Office, though. Yeah, I couldn't fit in The Office on that though. How I Met Your Mother could have been an all-time great, except for their last season. They butchered that last season. Uh, Big Bang Theory is always going to be a top five. 
yeah. Big, Big Bang Theory, I think, was great. Even the last season was good, too. Yeah, no, 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 Ma- yeah, Big Bang Theory. Nothing yeah. against Big Bang Theory. How, how I Met Your Mother, they did uh, the the last season was probably the worst, with the exception of maybe the last like three episodes. They kind of picked it up because it tied everything in together, which I enjoyed. But uh, yeah, for the most part, like if I think I don't know how many episodes there are in the last season. If you want to say twenty, I'd say probably seventeen of them are crap. But the last three were pretty like decent because it tied everything together. Yeah, so that's our list, everybody. Who did it better? If you guys want to respond, let it know. Um, if you agree with James, you're probably wrong because my list is way better. <laughs> nonsense. Uh, nonsense, man. The fact that I got Suburban Commando on there, but my list wins. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Hulk Hogan still didn't Every, have hair in 1991. No. I am going to improve Hulk Hogan's Google ratings for Suburban Commando by at least 6% this week. <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all of a sudden like man why am i getting a you know a check for suburban commando that i made back in the day who's watching that shit now not saying commando can get that <laughs> that's hilarious he gets a check for 12 bucks he's like all right cool yeah all right well this was episode four this was our list uh if you listen my list was better but on that note thanks for listening you guys have a, a great day or night Peace out. Stay safe. See you guys in the next episode. For sure. Mask up. Take care. And wash them hands.